Tuts. Welcome to episode 708. Soccer hasn't changed. Has it changed for you? It hasn't changed for me. I have a lot going on here at Phoenix College. I'm doing film study right now, watching some film of PC. That's what I'm doing on my big screen. I'm right here. I have multiple cameras. I am by myself. But the question I have for you is, is your son or daughter getting enough opportunities on the ball? Are they able to make their own decisions? Comment, let me know, is your coach one of those coaches that allows it? Or is your coach screaming and yelling nonstop insanity, letting your son or daughter know um, they're not smart enough to do it? They have to listen to me. Now, I'm going to do a weekly report about many things. um, But now that I'm involved in club soccer again, because I'm coaching my son's team at State 48, I'm going to let you know What's going on? What's State 48 like? What's Madison Soccer Club like? Because that's who I just participated against last week. And this week, we're going to cover Santos Youth Soccer from the east side. Not not Los Dabos Club, but the east side. And it's going to be brutal. Sorry, Santos. We're going to cover your whole message of everything, what you put, put on your website. Are you following it? The answer is uh, no, you're lies, all lies. Take it down right away. Now, I've, I attack a lot of clubs, all of them that I see. Not saying I'm good or better than you. Well, yes, I am. I am better than you for the most part. Um, some of you guys are good. Some of you are bad. But let's, let's give you a little, you know, let's go back in time with my podcast a little bit and talk about uh, what – I have covered. I covered RSL right here. RSL can produce that many uniforms. It's shocking, but they are the biggest one. But it, it is sad to see that it's just everyone has a gimmick of we do it this way, we do it that way, and they kind of have no choice. It's Yeah, they have to come up with something, and they're just selling nothing but lies. And uh, I'm getting tired of it, I think. But... Here's another clip of me talking about club soccer. And I'm not just picking on Santos. I'm picking on everyone 
the eyewitness, which is a lot. Are doing what? Selling lies. We're, we're, we're part. Uh, we're, we're part of Manchester United. That's our club. So everyone's like, hey, we. are part of. Everyone's trying to, to like network a deal to to create this whole like illusion that they're special, <laughs> and it's like, um, we have facilities. We hear that a lot. Uh, the East Valley um, clubs are like, oh, we got a twenty-four uh, field facility with the stadiums and all this stuff. Blah blah blah. Um, don't care. No one cares. That doesn't develop kids. Oh, we have nice facilities. That doesn't develop kids. It might uh, protect them from getting hurt, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but the club affiliation, uh, careful with the ones that say pathway. Oh, we have pathway to uh, pro. We have pathway to division one. Um, we have a professional team we're linked up to, and we have the curriculum. It's their holy Bible. Yeah. They say a lot of things. So I'm going to get on with it right now. So, so Santos. Um, the Santos organization in the East Valley, the, the one, uh, no, uh, Sunday soccer, which I'm confused. There's a lot of Mormons over there, um, you know, preaching, you know, like, you know, we're good people and all that stuff. Um, you know, hopefully they all went to church today and didn't play soccer. Like they claim them not to do and repented for the horribleness that you did to my son's team. The, the amount of cheering of trying to destroy, uh, my, my son's team. Now, my son's team, we did some good things. Now, we lost 17 to 2. And listen to this stat. The most passes that the Santos organization, U11, I don't know the coach and all that, don't even care. But the most passes they connected on purpose to their own teammates, I think was three or four. And they scored 17 goals. How is that possible? Our, we actually keep stats. I have all my parents that keep uh, stats of every time their uh, their son connects a pass to their team and then every touch they have on the ball. Just two stats, and, we, and we're going to give awards out. And once they uh, connect, I think it's 200 passes in a real game because the games really matter. i got to turn down my headset. It's a little loud. Test, test, test. Is this my headset? Yeah, I think. No, it's not. There it is. All right. Um so we, we give them uh, specific things like that they're going to uh, awards for uh, accomplishing those tasks. And we're only on game two. Now, I took this on because uh, the coach uh, was taking on too much and had to take on another team. And so I ended up taking the team. And, and, and when I go in, I go all the way in. And, and I will not tolerate uh, sideline uh, abuse where they're just – coaching rah 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 from the parents just got to win got to instruct and i have some of those problems and it's so confusing why we do that as parents so back to the santos so they scored 17 goals um they had four passes to their team on purpose and the coach was running up and down the side like go 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 through them you know score 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 we worked on this on practice and every time the kids made a mistake these 10 year olds it's like we covered that all and just going crazy and we're about to go to their website and read their mission and what they're supposed to do and the whole santos name and all that they don't follow and no one holds anyone accountable and you only can i guess keep yourself accountable but these clubs you're they're you're paying for these clubs to develop your your kids, but they don't. They don't have to. They just have to create a gimmick that, you know, I always 
always cover. And speaking of gimmicks, gimmicks, here's another gimmick. Gilbert Arsenal is all about players first because they're not MLS next. They're, they're not good enough to be an MLS next. They're not worthy. So they're part of players first. They're part of this program. They're the only team or club that's affiliated in such a way. Okay. And then West Valley, worth PSG. Everyone start, like has defined a way to market themselves. So you can't be part of MLS Next. That's only for the special people. Uh, these clubs will market themselves like we, like Santos, or we're Santos, or, you know, the clubs are out, we're Barcelona, and then they got sued and they can't be calling themselves Barcelona because they weren't affiliated because they lied. And then they got PSG in the West Valley. We bought it. And then you got RSL. We got a pathway to pro and all this stuff. It's all a gimmick. It's all a lie. And it's the same stuff. So I've been removed from soccer for six years. Like I quit club soccer. I just focused on my college team. And I went back after a six-year break because my son just decided to play. And it hasn't changed at all. It, not at all. It's the same. It's the same parents, same kids, same development. It's all the same. Nothing's changed in this country. Everyone's like, you know, oh, we, we got science. We, we, we now uh, have heart rate monitors for all our top athletes and all this stuff. And, and we're going to win a World Cup someday. And it, no, it will never happen. It will never happen until we can get our soccer community to start playing the right, right way. There has to be decisions to be made. And no one makes decisions. The only ones making decisions are coaches like the – you know, the coach I, I just dealt with over the weekend from the Santos organization. They're screaming at their kids for every, we worked on, it's not my fault, it's your fault. Are you kidding me? So 17 goals. And during that process, for all you coaches and parents that, you know, want development for your kids, take stats. It's, it's a big race. How many opportunities can you give your child to be able to uh, make enough decisions through uh to experience failure and success and elevate. But everyone wants to bypass it and win and score 17 goals. It's ridiculous. So during that whole time frame, and it was tough, and, and my kids didn't show up. I, it was a long drive and all that stuff. They were tired. They didn't show up, and we weren't doing well, and they were defeated. But I kept, and luckily we had water break, so it was like a timeout, and I got an opportunity to tell the kids, listen, stop worrying about the score. Snap out of it. Focus on how many touches you can get on the ball. Every time you get the ball, get a couple touches and pass the ball. Get the points. Get the goals that we set up. The 200 passes, the uh, 100 passes, and uh, I think it's 400 touches on the ball. I, I forget what the stat sheet is. I don't have one with me. No, I don't. Anyways, uh, that's what we do. We keep the focus on that. That has to be the case so they can develop. They have to understand they have enough opportunities in games to be able to overcome these things anyways by the fourth quarter we'll call it because there's two water breaks in halftime so on the fourth quarter we're getting smashed got scored on again and off the kickoff we pass the ball back to our 10 back to our center back to the uh, marking back up the field to our outside forward uh, uh, hit a diagonal pass to the other side to our uh, 11 and then found the ball back in the middle to our 10 and connected the pass. It was eight consecutive passes to a goal. And we were getting smashed. And we did that at the end of the game because we maintained the focus. Now, the, the defeat and all that stuff, the kids were dealing with that, but they overcame it once I stayed on top of it. And then I had a, an opportunity to talk to the parents. This is what we're doing. And, and over time, when we uh, develop enough consistency, 
allowed consistency. Consistency consistency will not happen with this team if the sideline stays out of control and manipulates the kids because they have to win that day or feel good for a moment, whatever it is. They have to stay out of the way and allow the kids to fail and talk about their successes and keep building upon that, that versus skipping everything like Santos did. They kick the ball just up the field, go forward, get it to their best athletes. Go, 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 go out of control. No thought process. Now, why for heaven's name for all the Mormons in, in the East Valley, you're applauding that behavior of just reckless, out-of-control, slam it through, have to score, have to win. Where's the development? And I get parents, there's a lot of parents in there, new, new, new parents, oh, you put your kids in soccer, it's safe or whatever. It's not safe. It's out of control. When, and it's a great question, and I'd love to have comments from you. When is it appropriate, or when does development happen? When does the player the 10-year-old, when are they allowed to like take a touch, look up, and go backwards or l- make a decision or dribble somewhere? When are you allowed to play like the professionals we see on TV? When? When they're adults? Um, you know, oh, it's, it's, just, it's just for fun. But okay. But shouldn't you teach them? No, it's all about can you feel good in the moment, instant gratification, like a sinner, why, why, do, why, do, why do people commit sin? Because of the instant gratification. Oh, I, I, got, I have no control. I got to do something stupid. I need to sin. Mormons of the East Valley, you sinners. We're all sinners. Uh, what the heck? And, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, you're picking on the Mormons? Yes. And I'm Mormon, so... I'm allowed to, right? I don't know. But you're preaching this club. Well, we go to church on Sunday. Okay. But on Saturday, we're going to sin and take the game away and scream and yell and smash everyone in front of them. But don't worry. We'll repent on Sunday. You heathens. I'm kidding, but I'm not. I'm just tired of seeing the same thing over and over again. And it's the same concept. So the reason it's frustrating, if this team, and they had some athletes on this team, if they were actually allowed to take a touch, look up, make decisions whether to dribble, pass, or shoot over and over and over again, they would get better. And it would change the culture of soccer. If there was a system that everyone played the game the way it was supposed to, Decision base, player base, it's not coaching base. It's about players. Players solve problems. Coaches teach tactics and all those things, but when it comes to game, they have to make decisions because eventually tactics can be shut down and they have to problem solve. Where's the problem solving happening? It isn't. So let's go to the Santos website and see if I can do this thing. All right, so I'm going to flip to my screen and see if this looks up so that's my kind of my thing oh yeah i can see it too all right so this is the santos santos soccer league youth soccer player forms academy oh my gosh they charge money for this garbage you're not competitive 595 academy 395 so the team we paid played i think is or no 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 595 plus plus registration fees that's expensive for the crap i saw uh, yesterday, 
All right, it's affordable, no Sundays, reserved for family time. Okay. They have a facility, awesome. It'd be nice if they actually used it and, like, pass the ball around on the grass. So, yeah, here here's field six. Or, no, field, uh, yeah, we were on field. No, no, we were on field four somewhere. No, no, sorry, field five. This is all backwards on me. Um, Blaine, small-sided. All right, so let's go over about league identity. All right. No, well, that looks nice. Dribbling. No one smash anyone. I got a different photo from you. All right, this is what it says. We are open to the possibility of adding additional second teams to the age group for that currently have only one team. Of course they are because they need the money because it's all about money. Who's getting paid in this? How much are these coaches making? All right, this is not where I wanted to go. Oh, their method. All right, methodology. Our method, English and Spanish. Our teams will train two days a week with older teams having additional practice on occasion, mainly with no games or scrimmages scrimmages that are available. All right, let's get down. It became more jolly. Okay. Players will be able to measure their own progress based on much more than the goals scored, except 17 they put on my son's team. Um, uh, Measure progress on much more than the wins and losses. Lie, they had to win. We don't necessarily believe that a win on the scoreboard is always a win in terms of development. There's zero development happening. Um, they talk about blah, 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 adversity, builds character. Da, 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 da. Ah, three important factors for measuring progress and success will, uh, will be as follows. One, winning in behavior. With the understanding that the majority of kids playing soccer will not become pros, but all will become adults, we believe in supporting them to become good people first by smashing the opponent, running through their back, inside the box, and scoring another goal. That that makes a lot of sense. And avoid passing to the weaker players that are behind you. Yeah, that's awesome. Two, winning in idea. With the simplicity of our training. Oh, they're amazing trainers over there. The style of play of the field will be visible when implemented or when it's not. We aim uh, for it to be implemented regardless of opponent. opponent. What style of play? What was the style of play? The style of play for Santos, uh, U11 boys, kick the ball. Hard as you can down the field, go through them. Don't think, just score goals. 17, if not more. And if you get scored on, I'm going to yell at you and say, it's not, not my fault, the coach, because I told you to practice. Yeah, that's what I said. So players and parents accomplish these goals, the Santos players and families. Yes, it takes a tribe. Am I part of that tribe? Because I was there and got destroyed. Um, yeah, so it, I don't know exactly what their methods are, but there's no oversight. There's no oversight. No oversight on that team or that club. Santos, where Santos Central, it's, it was all about player development, love of the ball. And they didn't love the ball. They loved the ball in back of the net. They, they were never going to like, and some of those players were technical, though. Not all of them. Um, some were technical to go 100 miles per hour forward. Eventually, you have to not go 100 miles per hour forward and put your head down and just go and just be faster than everybody. Eventually, you have to think on your own and deal with a defender that may be faster or there might be multiple defenders. You may have to spin and turn. 
but not with the raw rock coach guy. And, and, and this, this is how it starts off. So I show up, and I'm going to rip on State 48 right now too, the club I'm with. So I show up to the field, and I see a State 48 team on the south side. So I started setting up my tent. And then, uh, of course, the uh, Santos coach, he goes, oh, just to let you know, you guys have to sit up on the other side. I'm like, okay. He goes, that's it. Well, it's in the rules. I'm like, got it. I just assumed we were on this side because the other away team from my club is on this side. Oh, he's on the wrong side. Okay. Thanks. Anyways, uh, he made sure the rules weren't enforced. Good. Uh, the State 48 coach comes up to me, and he has a 11 girls team. He comes up to me. Hey, coach, can you help me? I'm like, sure. And he's like, uh, can you help me file a complaint? And I'm like, What? file complaint on the referee because they didn't know the rules and they were getting abused or whatever. And I'm like, you worry about the wrong things. You totally worry about the wrong thing. And, and I didn't say anything to him. Like, He's a lost puppy. Uh, worry about your kids on the ball. If we, if we as a soccer community, as a, a human race, Allowed people to learn, regardless of what it is. Just go through the process. It's okay to fail. That's how you learn. You can't be stressed out with someone over your back nonstop. You can't do that. Now, the referees that we had, they're a young 14-year-old girl and, you know, the um, refereeing our games and stuff. And before the game, I told her, I'm like, listen, I don't, if we get smashed, don't don't worry about a thing. I will not say a word to you. Just enjoy the game as a referee. She, and she looked at me. She's like, oh, thank you so much. It was like her third game or something. And I'm like, I will never. And, and I will let my parents uh, attack you. You just enjoy uh, officiating. And the, the parents and the uh, coach of Santos, they were like over – Overbird, uh, too much of a burden on the referee about making calls. Like, hey, that's offside, you know, like it just going crazy. Hey, that's a goal, that's a handball. What? You're up by ten at that point. I'm like, why? You can't breathe. Sit down, relax. It's not about you, Cook. Yes, Santos, you eleven coach, whatever your name is. Um, it's not about you. Sit down, relax, let the kids enjoy the game. You you think you'd be less stressed out and running? I mean, he had to burn 3,000 calories uh, going crazy. Rah, rah on his team. Relax. Relax. That's all I ask. So uh, uh, what do I think about the Santos organization? Well, I don't know. I just know with this one team. And that's why I always say don't pick a club because they're going to lie to you. Pick a coach. They will help help you through it. Now, not not to make this such a negative podcast, but I have to cover this. I don't know why. I always look, and every week there's another pedophile, and they're everywhere. And can we pay attention to them? Rosario Gonzalez. Dirty, dirty man. This guy, 49 years old. Suspected in player sexual assault, was arrested on suspicion of assaulting a young teen girl 
then later contacting her again in Temecula. Deputies from the Palm Desert Sheriff's Station began the sexual assault investigation in early May, learning the victim has allegedly been sexually assaulted by her private soccer coach. So all you parents that are wanting your children to develop uh, in the game, you, you find a private coach. Private coach doesn't mean you leave them alone with an adult. Are you kidding me? You can't do it. Supervise. Don't let, oh, he, he, it's his, he's his private, it's my daughter's private coach. Good luck privately touching your kids. Like, what What are we doing? Trust no one. It's insane. Now, I'm going to say this, just to warn you coaches out there, if you touch a child, Hand around their shoulders. Back rub. Oh, calm down. Everything's right. Yeah. Can't do it. It's called grooming. Don't touch them. You don't need to. Just your, your voice alone, your presence, and your kindness, that is enough. They don't need your touch to be comfort. That's their parents' job. Don't touch them. Ever. Because if you do, you're a pedophile. Stop. Oh. Yeah, so, yeah, careful. Um, yeah, always be careful. So, uh, this week, we're playing another club. Oh, I'll, I'll cover a lot, uh, Madison Soccer Club. Madison Soccer Club. I love the Madison Soccer Club. They participate in a lot of the uh, stuff I do here at Phoenix College. And um, last week, we played a team. And we actually played well. We were connecting passes and stuff. But the opposition I get, it was kind of throwing it, thrown into it. And just... Boom, boom, boom. And they won 3-1. Congrats. Good win. Um, but it was a good battle. But everything was just long, long, long. We have to stop this whole long game. And it's the directors of, we have to find a way to do it. I think I do have a way to do it. I think the only way we can fix this madness is we have to change the rules of the game. Have to. And, I, and I've said this in my podcast before. We have to to change the rules of the game of focusing on every, every, every pass can, uh, made in say your defensive half one point, just flip chart one point, every uh, pass in the attacking half, two points and just rack up those points. So the parents start, they're always going to scream. The coaches are always going to be crazy, I guess. So I rather have the craziness of the parents and the coaches saying, pass it backwards. Look up next. I make a pass, you know, whatever, because they have to win. So change the rules. It's the only way. It's the only way. And I've done it before in a league. And I've shown videos. So if you look up on YouTube, uh, Coach Cameron uh, point system or, or soccer math, I have videos of it showing exactly how I do it and how I, uh, how I teach their points. Points is everything. It changes the whole game. I When I ran a, a league in 2000, I think 11, I did a, a, a points league. And there was a, a parent. It's just crazy, all about winning. Go forward, all that stuff. Well, we we had flip charts and all that stuff. We we changed the points where if they uh, had the ball in the attacking half and then went back to their goalkeeper and then found a way back into the attacking half on true possession, they got like 20 points. And then you would hear this uh, crazy parent go, yelled his daughter, Sophie, kick it backwards. Go backwards. Find the keeper. Like, it works. Brilliant. Uh, it does work. 
And because if you if we don't focus on that, we're going to be in situations like this. What was that? I thought I had the shot. You thought? How many times do I have to say this? You can take as many shots as you want during practice, but never ever in a game, especially not the championship game. You cannot. No, no, no. Go ahead. Ease up on him. You ease up on that corduroy jacket of yours. It's funny, but it's true. And that emotion is real. Everyone feels it. It's a problem, and we need to change things. I'm going to show you uh, the whole Circle of Life video I put together. I think this is the right one. Let's check it out. Uh, this is awesome. Listen to this. Club A recruits and steals players from surrounding clubs. Club A wins games, wins tournaments, wins state cups. Club A posts on their website and all forms of social media how successful they are. They market themselves as the leaders in player development. Does this sound familiar to you? It's very familiar in Arizona. The result is that it attracts more players who might be a little better than average to go to Club A. So the cycle is per- perpetuated. And it's so true. Now, I'll tell you I'll tell you a quick story, and I have to end this podcast. I need to go home because I haven't eaten all day because I like fasting. That's how I roll. And it's Fast Sunday for the Mormons because we have conference coming up. Repent, you evildoers. Um, yeah, we, we all need to repent. So there is a coach, and I love this coach. I won't, I won't out his name. So this coach puts on Facebook um, after tryouts. He goes, I've been... I've been, I had to make a tough decision. I, I had to uh, I, I cut a girl that's been with my soccer team for uh, four years, and um, I had to let her go because she wasn't good enough. He cut her, and I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, what are you doing? How come she didn't develop? How come she didn't get better? What the flip? Like, players can get better if you put them in an environment that thought is allowed. Games are the most important aspect of sport, especially for youth development. It's not practice. It's the games and what they're allowed to do. It's because if they're screamed at, you'll put them in a a total uh, disabled form of, of, of learning. They'll become learning disabled in the game or sport that they participate in because if they get the ball, they make a mistake and they hear it from the coach and hear it from the parent and stuff, it's going to crush them. Aren't aren't we all human? Do we not understand this? Like being outed in front of people, failing in sports that no one wants to to fail at, to feel the pressure and pain of that, we're all delicate. I'm in my midlife crisis and I... Any bad comments or, you know, just rhetoric coming my way, deserved or not, I feel it. It's painful. The children that we have stewardship over, you 11, you 12, any age really, their brains are still molding and you're crushing it. And that's why there's a huge dropout of soccer. It's huge. Got a comment. Gary. I like Gary. She did not get better because there's no development punting the ball up the middle of the field, especially for the wingers. And all most ECNL coaches 
Look for a size and speed. That is true. Thank you, Gary, for being part of this podcast. It's true. Um, it's We're so concerned about our own personal ego, especially coaches. Got to win because after you win, um, you go out to lunch with the parents and stuff, and they talk how great you are. You don't care about development of kids. and It's so common. It's all over the place, and we have to call it out. Equivalent to how we must call out what we see are pedophiles. So if if coaches are touchy-grabby and stuff, report it. If coaches are screaming at kids and about every little thing, don't report it. Go after them and tell them to stop it. Like, what do we, everyone's so, you know, everyone's like always on glass. You know, I don't want to get in that business. You know, I want to just stay in my little corner. I don't want to do anything to cause any problems. Don't want to make any waves. Those people drive me insane because they don't want conflict. We have to have conflict. Have conflict for our kids. Allow them to learn. But the sidelines are crazy. And guess what? You're going to be in uncomfortable conversations all day long. Call them out or send me after them. Send me a video at Coach Cameron soccer at gmail.com or coach camera podcast at gmail.com. That's actually better. Uh, it, it let me know who should we out? Who should we talk to and try to get an understanding of why they behave the way they, that they do until then I will just go after soccer clubs, coaches, as I see it. I'm that's, I don't know any other way, but this is coach Cameron episode 708. I'll be back at 709. I have another game. Coming up on Monday. And by the way, um, so I I got my roadcaster. So I was gonna re- record my audio and everything to um for my games and film it and stuff, but my roadcaster wasn't working, so I ordered a part to allow the audio connect to the, the video. So uh you you're gonna see me coach. So next Sunday you can see me coach and how I behave and how I uh, deal with parents. And sometimes I'm just horrible because I'll go to the parents. I'm like, shut up, shut up, take your kid, go home. I'll lose my mind if they affect development because if they're screaming at their kid, it affects everybody and it can't, and the refs and all that stuff. So yeah, that that's a, a problem. And Gary says, my daughter is told not to dribble East to West by her coach. On the other hand, in Spain, Madrid, she told she she's told to contain the ball and dribble uh, La Paza and create. That is true. It's, it's all about culture. What really matters? And there's some, countries that just they want good soccer they want them to play it the right way because it does develop not only their their team their game all that stuff it will help over time uh eventually you have to be able to play and 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 here's phoenix college by the way i'm still watching the video so here's uh pc we're playing mesa community college who's just beat the number one team in the country pima and they were uh, number 20 we beat mesa twice they're actually pretty good but uh, this is this is junior college, okay? L- look at the passing and thought. Look, he gets a touch. He's looking up. He's having to make a decision, and that's our center back. He's trying to find a pass. Okay, lost. Mace is trying to connect passes. Gave it to us. That's okay. And everything's thought out. You have to be able to take a touch, look up, make decisions. I mean, there's tight spaces. When are you going to be allowed to do that? Okay, you made a mistake. No big deal. They gave it right back to us. And look at the keeper out of the box. Is your keeper allowed to come out of the box? Look, connect. 
They get the ball. Look, three, four, five touches. Went backwards. Oh, my gosh, look at that, Santos. When are you allowed to do this? When could you do this? Let me zoom out a little bit so it's not so. See, that's my TV. So you can see. Let me zoom in a little bit more. What went backwards again? Oh my word! Keeper playing the ball. When it, when is your keeper allowed to be able to make decisions? What when when is your child allowed to have thought? Ever? So, yeah, Phoenix College, watching game film on a Sunday night, because I work. Look at Mesa, connecting passes, because you have to. You have to move numbers towards you so you can create space in behind. There has to be thought. Okay, there's a battle, but tight pressure, two players, and you got to be able to play off, off of that. When are you allowed to do this? When are you allowed to connect passes? Center back. What, what would your team do in that situation right there? Just kick it? This is expected. Look, a, a square ball is diagonally backwards. When can you do this? I don't know why that camera keeps unfocusing. I'm trying to figure out where I can. I don't even know how. It's so blurry. Foul. But th- th- that's that's a real question. Like when when is your child, especially for the parents, like oh, uh, in, in back of your mind, you don't want to tell anybody. I want my kid to go D one and all that. Okay, let's assume you are the parent that wants your kid to go D one versus just love the game for a lifetime. If that happens, congrats. Just no pressure on that. But when should your child start making decisions? Because eventually you have to. You want to wait to 18. Wouldn't your kid be better off at the age of six, seven, eight years old making decisions and making mistakes? Wouldn't a kid that's in an environment that is allowed to look up and make decisions on their own and have a thousand failures before their age of 14 and thousands of more of opportunities and, and successes, wouldn't they be better off? Don't you want that kind of repetition of thinking? Because you're going to have to think. You, you, you have to think. So here's PC and Mason. Why is this so bad? Maybe that fixes it. Anyways, so if you're just tuning in, so this is PC versus Mesa. This is a game film um, I'm watching. This is probably a, a playoff team we're going to play. Um, throwing, long throwing to his team. Okay, three touches there. One touch going forward. Out wide to Marlon. Marlon takes a touch. Looks up two, three, four, five passes. It's a, a diagonal ball. One touch, takes a touch, makes a pass, dribbling, shot. It, it, when, when are you going to be allowed to do that? Oh, I'll wait till I, I go to college to make decisions. So if your kid is in an environment 
like Santos, um, playing for a, a team where they can't make decisions, you're you're that's child abuse. That like what what are we doing? You you have to be able to do it someday. And yeah, that's all I got. That's all I have. I could go all day about this. I guess repeating over and over. Whatever. So, anyways, thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully, um, this video will get to the Santos organization. They get very uh, upset and send me email. How dare you? Well, you're not the only one, Santos. Every club is like this. I'm sure 99% of your teams plays proper soccer and you're about development. Yeah, I, I bet that's the case. Uh, I doubt it, but one team is enough. Last comment. Gary says, that looks like a video from Spain. Are we uh, sure that USA soccer keeper from Texas punts the ball up the middle, crane 50-50 balls, and all the soccer players inside the wings? Yeah, that's Phoenix College. Um, yeah, we, we play proper. And there's a lot of good players in Phoenix, Arizona, especially in the Hispanic community that grew up playing the streets in addition to their club soccer. So, yeah, it's, um, um, that's the way it needs to be. So, anyways, this is Coach Cameron. I'm signing out. This podcast went a lot longer than I thought it would. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next Sunday, 8 p.m. Mount Standard Time. See you then.